Hi everybody, welcome back to the Headspace Podcast and today we are going to be talking about Fat Joe and Dre's album Family Ties as we do the track by track full album review and that's what we do over here on this very show. My name is Holden Stefan Roy. My name is Chris Chrome. And yeah, this is the official behind that suit, Fat Joe and Dre Family Ties album review. All right, trying out that little goofiness this to this fine afternoon. Anyhow, this is who we are. We uh, enjoy going through these projects, giving our thoughts and opinions and whatnot. But most importantly, we care what you have to think. So right off the jump, we want this to be more like a discussion. You hear us say some stuff, you feel a way, write that down in the comments. As an example, I'd like to read a favorite comment on last week's video. Last week, I talked about... The absolutely wonderful album, What Would Chin Do from Griselda Records, something I was personally waiting for for a long time. And uh, it came out, and it was awesome. And then on that, Jermaine Zimmerman drops, well, as I guess you know, Conway and Gunnar Brothers. I didn't know. Thanks, though, because I had for maybe didn't mention it ever in the reviews. You probably know, but we're all from Buffalo, New York. So I thought it was cool that he was shouting on where he's from. Benny and Kesha Plum and Tiona Denise are also from Buffalo. Um, Benny's part of Griselda. The other two were featured on the album. The album cover is a picture of a local beggar lady that's famous around the neighborhood we all grew up in. She's pretty well known around the city, too. And I really like that comment because I could not, and I tried, I could not figure out who was on the cover. I Googled it and I wasn't able to, you know, find anything. And then he just kind of cracked a mystery through the comment section. And that's awesome to me. So I wanted to share that with you. But also, if, if you leave comments, it helps us get better at this. And that's the absolute truth of it. The comments have shaped this show. On that note, before we jump into it, special thanks to the patrons. Ismail Gadamsi, Chris Prado, Jonathan Barnes, DJ Black Hurricane, Linda Williams, Coney Sparks, and Mr. Newcomer, Scribble. On that note, Mr. Christopher, what album are we going to be reviewing today? So for this week's Headspace podcast, episode 149, we went with Fat Joe and Dre's new collaborative album, Family Ties. So I just want to say off the jump, the main reason we're talking about this is because the the album has the Eminem song and everybody, um, like five or six people in my life asked me what I thought about it. And so I figured I may as well just, we should talk about it. At first, I'll be completely honest with you. I thought it was like the doctor. So I got kind yeah, of yeah. excited. I was like, ooh, it's Dr. Dre and Fat Joe. That's that's an interesting combination. And then it turns out um, to not be the the same Dre. It's a different Dre. It's just Dre. But I think it's what is it, Cool and Dre? Um, I can't remember. Yeah. He's from Cool and Dre. And so he's got a he's he's like a, another noteworthy musician, and not to take away at all from like his, his legacy and whatnot. It's just I was definitely in for a little bit of a shock as I started listening to the album and realized I, I should have Googled or something. And not to even say that we shouldn't have done it or anything, but it just goes how um assumptions can lead you astray sometimes so either way apparently eminem's verse was supposed to be really good i was like all right maybe this will be an album i could vibe to i remember that we talked about fat joe's album uh plateau oploma way back at the beginning but most importantly for me i happen to have gone digging in the crates and if you catch my drift you'll get that little line but it allowed me to see a lot of like fat joe's early work where it's like 
sincerely apples and oranges between like the quality of output in terms of his skill in my opinion because like when you listen to his old stuff and then you come listen to this you're like you ah, well you'll, you'll see how i feel about fat joe on this project um <clears throat> either way uh dre cool and dre i've never really listened to so it was kind of a, a new introduction for me on that point and yeah otherwise i don't have a lot more to comment to start this off except that that what i've said so far and what about you fat joe is one of the artists that i enjoyed growing up just because he had this certain type of flair um that i've always just really enjoyed um he was also like my kind of introduction to like the big boy rappers of the group and i'm physically mean like the bigger physical physically bigger dudes like him rick ross and all of them that's kind of how i got into like those guys um but I've always known Fat Joe to be like when I'm going to listen to him I know what I'm getting. I'm not I've never really expected anything less or anything super extravagant from Fat Joe in my opinion when I used to just on all like lean back all I do is win different songs that he's like featured on that I've heard and you know whatever. Um my expectations for this album are kind of just like it's a Fat Joe album to me. <clears throat> Dre, I can't really talk uh, anything about. I don't really know Dre as as much as I guess I should. Um, never heard him rap or really done. Uh, that's not true, actually. He's on All I Do Is Win. He sings the chorus of All I Do Is Win. I just I listened to that song recently and I just I put his face one and two together. So except for that track, don't really know if don't really remember if I've heard much from him or whatnot. But for Fat Joe, I'm kind of like, it's going to be some Fat Joe gangster shit. And it's kind of what, it's kind of kind of how I just started going into this album. Well, Not especially with the damn cover, where it's just two fucking giant ass cars and they're reaching <clears throat> their hands out, just spilling all this champagne all over the fucking ground. Excess for the sake of, I, um, I don't know. I've hit a point in my life where when I look at the extravagant excess of wealth, it frustrates me because I guess I don't have it and it, I have to work like really fucking hard because older. I'm a millennial and I'll be honest, when I look at house prices 15 years ago and 20 years ago and shit like that and you, you consider the past and the opportunities in the today versus then. It's just like, shut the fuck up, Fat Joe and Dre. Nobody cares. But that's not true. A lot of people probably do care, but... I feel like... It's flossy. It's really extravagant. That's what they're putting out. But instantly, I had a bad taste about this album just looking at the cover like, oh, this is not what I philosophically am into at this point in my life. So it's hard for me to just vibe to it like that or look at that and find it appealing. It's just but the whatever titles all right family ties were connected okay well, i think it's a little bit deeper than that because uh just kind of rummaging around social media and some interviews and some podcasts this is apparently his last album like he's retiring after this so for me with that little bit of tidbit of information i'm kind of like it, it sort of makes sense a little bit you know family ties you're tying it all together this is like the big thing we're showing you like we're leaving off on a good note we've worked hard we've done what we had to do to to get this far we got the cars we got the champagne the money the whatever like i feel like it's just his his kind of wrapping up his final thing 
Unreal. with that tidbit of Unreal. Maybe it's just me. The news Fat Joe is retiring elicits a zero emotional reaction. I don't know. Maybe everyone coming here is like big Fat Joe fans. Or maybe it was a weird choice to do this album. I don't know. But like, eh, okay. Fair enough. I don't know if you want to get into it. I mean, we can definitely get into it. I have nothing much else to say. I really enjoy it. All right. The first one's called Projects. <coughs> yeah. So it's like I heard the Fat Joe intro and it's like anything you want to let people know out there on the real, on some real street shit where you ain't got to hold your tongue. Nah, I mean, all the way up. What's the deal? All the way up. I'm, I'm, I don't know. I just remember him telling me how he moved out the hood in the last album and like completely left all that. Anyway. Uh, Anyway, then you hear, forgive me, I'm uh, from the projects. I'm like, who the fuck is that? That's when I Googled and realized it was a different trailer. And I was like, oh, well, I'm committed. Chris has already reviewed this album. I got to do it now. Because <laughs> he had done it the night before. I was done at three in the afternoon. I got this over with. Anyway, um, so then, I don't know. What do you think about this? Okay, so first off, I do like I like Dre how he comes in very smooth, uh, fits really well with the beat, and kind of like has this little boppiness to his to his flow when he comes into the chorus. Uh, as Holden said, "Forgive me, I'm up from the projects," and he kind of repeats that a couple times. Last He's got line, a good flow. I'll give him that. He goes, uh, "Forgive me, I'm up from the jacks," which is really cool because uh, I found the word jacks being uh, an abbreviation for projects from. Um, Suicide Boys on one of their songs. So I thought that was actually a really cool, for me, that was just pretty cool. I mean, I think uh, T.I. in What You Know. Fresh off the jet to the jacks, what you know about oh, that, shit. what you know about that. Oh shit, maybe I never caught that. Um, but so far, everything kind of seems very just like, all right, we're forgiving you for being somebody f from a specific spot, okay. Uh, no apologies for my fresh behavior. No preachers. Uh, the, no preachers. The church has could save you. Shots ring out. You get stretched and laid up. Streets got drugs, guns, and sex for sale. Sorry, I, I'm a person from the projects. Now, right away, I kind of get this like, not in a way that they want you to feel bad for them, but to understand that they do come from a different life than whoever's listening to this, whoever they might encounter or whatnot. That they do come from a certain area where you know they have a certain behavior people are getting killed uh that's the whole stre get stretched and laid up part uh people are getting killed you know streets got drugs guns and sex for sale it's not like the happiest environment it's not like the most safe environment so they want you to to understand coming into this album that like you have to keep this mindset that this is where we come from <clears throat> so i thought it was cool setting up that little premise of the album was good and then we got Fat Joe coming in, and you know what? There was nothing for me. I was like, hey, nice flow, does the Fat Joe thing. Hold up. That is a boring-ass Fat Joe flow. I mean, this is what I want to comment on. For those who, like, know the last, like, the guy used to be, like, big pun, okay? Like, you know, fucking fast-paced, like, fucking right. vibing. Like, imagine this flow. And you just take the uh, the BPMs and you crank it up and you add in a lot more rhyming. Right. And a lot more energy and a lot more flair. This, to me, sounds like a guy who really has nothing to prove. In a way that... 
Like, Jay-Z comes off, like, uh, on 444, like, a guy who has nothing to prove in a way where he just wants to, like, teach you some shit. Right, like, right, right. It's kind of, like, humble. This is, like, okay, forgive me, I'm a Millie from the projects. Drape team, triple bean into pyrex. Suicide is a suicide. All these lights above my head. Why are you surprised? I mean, I get it. I get that it rhymes and everything, but, like... But it's the fact... I kind of want a guy who's been in the game for, like, 40 years or whatever, 35 years, to, like, blow my fucking mind. So that's what I So that's what I, I guess I'm trying to say, and that's a good point to what I'm trying to say when I started off the, 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 the episode. This is what Fat Joe has always given me. Regardless, I'm not... Which I'm, I'm, not, you're not... Like, lyrically. So, so here's the lyrically. thing. When we did, like, Plateau of Ploma, I yeah. was like you. You know, I felt that way. But then, like, we went and did some big pun albums. But really, it was all the the DITC stuff, like mm -hmm. his his like '90s work and the mm -hmm. whole like, like just how fresh he sounds on all those cuts, like how fucking good it was. Like, what the shit? Like for real, when the album stopped playing, because uh, I was I don't know, I, I had it on Spotify and I had that feat, you know, the feature where like it just plays randomly something else, like a radio, like, like something or, related, yeah, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. So all of a sudden, the beat gets fantastic fat joe's energy is just killing it and i go check and it's like an old fat joe album from like way back and I mean, i'm like but like, you gotta understand we're talking like like he went down a whole like weight class of skill that's what it feels like listening to it now it doesn't sound like he tried very hard either but what which are we, was but i think this is my, where i'm confused like you remember the commentary of plateau of Ploma? it was mostly like di it didn't sound like he tried hard it just sounded like he came in said some shit and this is where i'm confused though i like i like the verse that he did on this i like just kind of how he flows through how he sounds how he meshes with the beat and everything but I don't give a fuck about the lyrics. This is literally everything no, I've been getting. Even well, wait, 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 wait. But are you saying... The flow sounds bored. But that's what I'm asking. Are we talking... Are we separating... Everything. All of it. Okay. In this case, the whole package, it sounds like <laughs> Fat Joe phoned in this shit. Now, if this is supposed to be your retirement legacy album, mm -hmm. and you're fucking Fat Joe, and you have this career... Mm -hmm. With like a career dip of like, it, it's almost like once upon a time he tried to impress people right. in terms of being a skilled MC. And then he got rich and now he's just rich. And then let my bitch make your bitch look like precious. You're a little too fat to be using those kinds of jo jokes, Mr. Fat Joe. I'm sorry. Like if you're a big guy, shouldn't be uh insulting fat women is all i'm trying to say i did want to and then he doesn't trust no chick if she's working at the club then that's not your bitch that was the smartest shit he said in the whole verse and i i thought it was cool except then i thought to myself wow you're an insecure fucker because if i was dating a stripper i would and she loved me i would just have the trust in her that she would go to the strip club shake her ass for the cash come home and then we go buy whatever and we'd have a great time and you know what i don't believe she'd do is suck a dick there's like you know there's like layers to shit and maybe fat joe is just a little insecure is what i got from that i mean but that's and then all his people got scarface tatted and i'm like that's you just sound old, homie. <laughs> anyway, uh, I want—I do like the first couple of lines though. 
where he ends with um, forgive me I'm a Millie from the projects and then ends on the lights above my head why are you so surprised I just like how that was just kind of real for me like just you know forgive me I'm a Millie from the projects I've been making money before I was even famous I'm a drug dealer this that next thing whatever uh, drip team triple beam and the pyrex i so y'all are swagged out you got money but and like it literally could have been jacked cut copy pasted from any other modern rappers flow right now i'm not i'm not disagreeing and like that's actually like your fat joe dog you you should maybe not sound what? like that so boring like i'm not here's the thing man jump ahead to dre Forgive yeah, yeah. me, I'm uh, out the projects from where they pick out all the NFL prospects. Instantly, you're like, that's... Either you're rich or you're poor, a simple concept. So cooking up or toting a rocket was some progress. But you know what you get from that detail? Like a real reflection. Like you could almost feel from that verse that he's reminiscing on that environment. But also <laughs> the social commentary of the mindset really exemplifying on the chorus, tying it together. From Fat Joe, I get... I'm rich. You're shocked. I'm rich. Uh, my girl is skinny. Your girl is fat. Because I mean, Precious is a very attractive large lady. Yes. As far as large, you know, like if you're in, so like basically he's calling her fat, and that's the whole joke. I'm just saying, but like, he doesn't, he doesn't come off very cool to me. Whereas Dre, honestly, like, but these days you gotta watch your post. Trying to speak truth or power, you get shot like ghost. And power's a good show. So, like, I kind of like the fact where he makes it feel fresh and modern, right? Mm -hmm. Sure, that line will get dated, but if you're gonna do some modern shit, do it right, you know? Fuck it, I'm out the ghetto. Where all the else fails, you still, you start hustling the Holy Ghost. You wanna be owners or an opponent? Anyway, I really just feel like... I like how they use cocaine, how they called cocaine the Holy Ghost. But it, doesn't it just come off smarter like if you you feel like dre is at least trying on this album you know like putting in some passion and shit like i felt like dre had something to say here and i felt like fat joe phoned it in so i'm giving this track a four because the beat was completely neutral to me like it, it felt like exactly you know kind of what the pop trend was a year ago like it feels like this is the tail end of this sound and it it just feels like they're trying to be fresh rather than sticking to you know what i mean like i but i don't really know that this is is this the current pop sound it kind of is like this doesn't feel new or fresh to me so here's where i'm gonna here's where i'm gonna say everything but fat joe does that's the like that like All not right. to not to like, talk shit like no, okay so be real before before y'all kill me in the comments no one's killing you in the comments literally to answer that question this is kind of what new music is sounds like a little bit like this is this is your radio fucking play mainstream yeah dre does well the hook well the hook is catchy but like that like feels like along to it whatever but fat joe doesn't really make it so sound you're like right because dre sounds like a socially conscious person making some vibey good r&b hybrid shit and then fat joe my notes are honestly fat joe stands out in a bad way here's where i'm gonna try to save this right? why are you trying to save it because i i have some things to say um, I gave the song a 4.2. I, I gave it a 4. I like the f I like the the flow of it. I like the sound. I like the hype. 
for me, I kind of took it as Fat Joe is the dude from the projects who really only cares about money. That is the, let's call it the character he is playing. That is who he is on this song. And um, Dre is playing this like social warrior type where he's acknowledging like this, this it's not just about <coughs> me. It's about my community, my society, the, the people if you, you ask, the NFL and everything If you like that. ask anyone where I live, I point to the hills and go all the way up. I mean, he's a little far from the hood now. He's just kind of flexing. Right, but that's not what I'm trying to say. I'm saying like I'm he's this he like I'm saying like his mentality even if he's rich, his mentality is to keep making money. Don't worry, I got some life. it's going to get worse. <laughs> Either way, I did enjoy. I, I enjoyed this. I thought it was a nice little way to start the album. I thought it was cool. I like uh, just with the lines that he started off first. It was just real to me because, you know, suicide. It's a suicide. That's a that's a reference to something I can't remember right now, and I looked it up and I forgot. But um, I like how he's implying like you have to sacrifice shit to get all these lights above my head. Why are you surprised? I committed suicide to get these lights. And and that's something I kind of like really connected to. It was just like, you got to sacrifice some shit to get what you want. Um, I kind of understand the whole no chick line. I wanted to comment on that as well. If your chick works in a club, I, I understand your whole point of view on him being insecure and whatnot. But I also kind of think like given maybe his life and where he, like people he may have encountered and stuff like that, this is just not somebody like if he finds out you work at a club or whatnot he may not trust you just because of x experiences or whatnot nah, what he's trying to say there is how can you call her your girl if she works at a club like mm. that's his that's his point i'm like sure okay boomer that that is, it's just an okay boomer comment because those i mean that's how it feels to me like what's your point oh your girl's a bit of a half-naked lady, therefore there's no trust. Like, I mean, sure, you can believe that shit, but that just tells me you're insecure and you don't know how to trust a feisty lady. Or you don't know how to treat a lady right. So anyway, lots of commentary I could make on the insecurity I find in lyrics like that, personally. But okay, Boomer is really what I really want to say to it. It's a good lie. No, those kids came up with some dope shit. People hate on the kids. The kids are smart. Um, it's a four on five because everything is all right and then fat like fat joe's like a 3.5 and the rest of the songs like a 4.25 so i'm bringing it to like a four anyway let's move on there's still 10 more of these guys to talk about it feels like we've already been through this yep it just sounds like a year ago pop to me like it doesn't sound like modern it sounds like guys trying to be modern more than it like i feel like they wanted to make an album that both the kids and the adults would like so, and it misses so the mark on my whatever, heart so what do you okay compared to last year to this year what is different this sounds like literally everything well, i hear on the radio except that those guys are all like 20 and have energy i mean sure but the no, but flow like, the style the whole like poppiness like, to it Maybe I'm just the simplicity biased and shit, but I feel like just the sounds, the beats and everything, like I don't feel like this sounds like a lot of the fresh ass polished pop I'm hearing lately. I agree that maybe there is an element of like a little bit old school boom boppy feel to a lot of his to a lot of Fat Joe's instrumentals that he uses and he picks. I don't know, it just feels stale to me. I don't know I don't know I don't know what you mean by stale. Like it feels like this was recorded a while ago. 
and finally came out as opposed to it was made like a month ago and it was really like on point with like a certain style of pop and shit but then a bunch of other stuff's come out like Griselda and things that have mm-hmm. kind of like or you have like the alternative side like the Flatbush Zombies and New York's got all its lyrical so, resurgences I'm like all this shit's happening and then this comes out feeling like to, some like 2017 not not necessarily terrible like cause Dre brings in this like R&B element you know and I, want, I wanted to hold out on the Griselda discussion but you brought it up um, somewhere in this album review, I connected Fat Joe's appearance and the way he presents his self and lyrics and all this stuff to what we've been getting from Griselda. Now, well, I'm not... Hold on. I'm not saying that they're, like, the same and all this shit. But, like, but, 30 years ago, Gris- Fat Joe is a fucking wilding out gangster pulling right. guns and shit. And what I, what I said was... Now he's really fucking wealthy. I like listening to Conway, Westside, and Benny because they all give me a certain flair to what they do. Conway's got this really gangster boss mentality that I feel Fat Joe tries to have, but Conway just presents it in a way that is more like, it's just, damn, like, okay. And then we get the lavish stuff, which Fat Joe likes. Don't get me wrong. Hold up, hold up, hold up. We get the lavish stuff. But now I'm like, okay, but I like Westside with the lavish stuff, the way he throws in all these brands and designers and makes well, them all here's pop. Here's the thing. Those guys are better lyricists. So, like, it actually comes off like bars. It comes off like fresh and shit. And I think that lyricism and on an instrumental side, does this, I'm just saying, like, you feel that this beat sounds like a fresh beat to you. And I, I might be wrong. So, Maybe I'm okay, not listening so to enough. I hate, and I hate doing this, but again, what do you mean by a fresh like, beat? Because if we if we look at 2018 and 2019, every fucking radio song that played on like Mix 96, the beat, whatever you want to consider. Talk about hip hop. That's like that's like, like. But that's pop music. No, like hip hop is basically pop music right now. So yeah. any hip hop mainstream pop song sounds like this, this type of thing, this type of chorus, any fucking Post Malone. Like, I feel like their shit just sounds like more like minimalist or different. Like it doesn't like there's a tone to it that feels different. Like of the times where all the pop kind of has like a tone shift going on to it. So uh, again, I'm gonna look at I'm, I'm I'm taking like local radio stations. Post Malone is like a year old now in terms of hits. He should right, drop like a while ago. His last album that he just did, which is when uh, recently in 2019, he just like had a early, concert no? and a bunch of shit. Well, he just had a concert and a bunch of shit. Anyway, all his new stuff. It's not bad. Like, it, it sound, like he's got country-esque sounds to it and shit, too. But it has this, like, poppiest feel to it. Now, again, I'm also... I also want to make this distinction for the viewers and the listeners who are checking this right now. But I'm talking local radio station. I'm not talking, like, XM or fucking Sirius or anything like that. Because those... The, if you yeah, listen well, to that... Let's look at it differently. But I, if, I'm just saying, like, if you listen to those radio stations, like Sirius and all them... They're giving you little Uzis, 21s, and M&Ms and all this like shit. I feel like when I listen to those guys, they kind of stand out a little bit. But the, I, I wouldn't... Okay, so I wouldn't consider... and oh Or like God, the I'm beat makers up, all have I like wouldn't these sounds consider, to it. For example, I wouldn't consider little Uzi, 21, Savage, as like mainstream if we're talking local radio. If we're talking your... I mean, you know, like that that section. Wait, when you say local radio and then you say serious, those aren't the two same things. Local, but that's my point. Montreal that's what has I'm like no hip hop local radio station. 
We don't have a hip hop station. This doesn't sound hip hoppy. This sounds radio-y. That's what I'm trying to get at. Even like, then, like when I do hear radio shit, it's all like techno singy. That would be the sounds of the radio that I hear. Techno, singing, and then the Car- the Cardi B song on this album, I'll give it to you. That that has cuz there's course. there's certain ones on here that I feel like really stand out in a way that are good cuz right. don't get me wrong. I actually like a few songs on this album in case you were curious. But like this one also just sounds like some generic ass like flowy crap. I mean, Dre sounds aight. You know, back when it was Diesel on the block, I would flash a heat alley-oop on the Glock. Told him if I tried to disrespect the set, leave a hole in him big enough to fill Shaquille's socks. So you know what it is? You know what it is? And I said this when I said this on the last track. It's Dre is more descriptive. You have back when not back when it was diesel in the flash what we was on them woods like, sitting next to pat well, i don't know what the fuck pat is but the fact I, that you have that person it gives you that like personal feeling that like then it's like ask me what i've been through i've been through a lot ask me what i've been through i've been through a drought you know i actually lyrically like the tone he's taking here and it feels like there is that progression that you were describing up from the bottom to the here right but the way that dre does it Okay, there's some appealing to it, you know? Back when, and then uh, Shorty thought I played power forward for the heap. The way I parked the double R where the player's parking at, I bought it in cash. I bought it at ass. And I'm like, oh, okay, whatever. No, the pussy ain't for free. Throw it in a like watch and paper line. tags. Okay, I like whatever. that one. Anyway, so he bangs a girl and he spends money on her and uh, whatever. But I like, no, but I like how, so for you me, I kind of like, kinda like I kind of got really bored with it. I mean, he's, it sounds all right, but it's extremely boring to me because it's not so, like interesting sex bars. It's just. No, but it's the little, it's like it's every the little, time like, we do this, every time we do this type of sound, whatever, every time, like all of them, I hate the, I hate doing these reviews because it's like. There's nothing to fucking talk about here. I'm dying. This, this is, is just great. This, this is, is just great. Boring ass crap. This is crap. how I feel on some of the reviews that we do. And I'm like, Except those <laughs> ones have English to back up why the bars are dope. Okay, fair. Fair, fair, fair. But, so, uh, again. Maybe so I, I'm know the pussy too smart free. for this shit. <laughs> <laughs> I like to think about the lyrics I hear. Know I'm the s- pussy ain't for free. Throw in a watch and paper tags. I like when he says that because... It's It's part of what he's been through, and he's kind of, like, just saying, like, yo, nothing ain't for free. Even if this girl is, like, I like you, I want to do this, and X, Y, Z, just know you're buying her dinner. You're buying her this. You're buying her that. It's, like, I like how he's kind of just keeping in mind, like, you got to look at all aspects of things. That was something cool to me. But I will have to... I'll give it to you. That was the deepest shit that we're going to get out of his verse. And you know what? I appreciate that he's honest about how this prostitution shit works in his life with the gold diggers. And then Fat Joe. Oh, I did The way I parked the double R where the player's parking at the Range Rover. Hey! Sorry, I got excited. I figured out what the double R meant. But like... Okay, there's nothing deep to it. It's just superficial crap. No, right, but like that's cool though. Like that's that, cool. Yo, do you know why I this? But here, here's what it is. I used, man. Go, go. We're gonna get you to do some. Oh, 90s. it's the Rolls Royce. No, fuck off. I thought you understood that when you said double R. No, I said Range Rover. I thought it was cooler. Oh, you said I was. Uh, yeah, Rolls Royce. It's a much cooler car. Um, Fat I'm, Joe's verse is weak though. <clears throat> 
Ask me what I've been through. I've been getting shot. Okay. Flipped a couple bricks. Yeah, I've been ducking cops. All right, you're past. I understand. Henny lit live on Sunday. Pull up in a drop. Kiki's on a favor. Yeah, we pulled up in a, on a yacht. We're in the present now. He's rich. <laughs> this ain't really Gucci. This that Dapper Dan Gucci. What? Well, Dapper Dan's a famous suit maker. I, I know who Dapper Dan he's is. He's saying that his shit is the real Gucci because it's Dapper Dan, unlike your Gucci, because it's Gucci is actually a thing, making it a quasi-clever bar, again, kind of shouting out. Uh, oh, like, it's Gucci, like, we Gucci? Like, we good? Yeah. Okay. Oh, good. I mean, I speak like that. Molly Perkis said it's got the Zannies and the Roofies. What the fuck are you going <laughs> Yo, on he's about? he's following Ricky. He's following Ricky. Like, <laughs> Percocet, Molly Percocet. So I got the future, you ripped off future bars and then got the Zannies and Roofies. You're like, how old, Fat Joe? Let's, let's look at this up. I should know this. I should have checked this beforehand. Fat Joe age on Google, 49 years old. What the fuck are you doing with Roofies? Living his best life. Roofies. Living his best life. The date rape drug. Living his best life. I swear, if you're as rich as you are, you shouldn't need Roofies. I mean, we say that, but then I ask why Rick Ross had to fucking put Molly all in her champagne if he's that rich. I wasn't criticizing the Molly, the Percocets, or the Zannies. Those are all... I mean, whatever you may feel, understandable and more frequent comic party favors that may get a lady feeling a little loose with her friends. I get it. Roofies? Are you fucking kidding me? Like, that's the where... The fact that they ad-libbed roofies is fucked. But it's like... It's like... This validation. Is, this is where you're like, not even really... I don't even believe you. Like, what are you saying? Are you... And you really do that? You put that on... In the Me Too era? In 2019? Are you fucking dumb? That's what I'm hearing right now. Fat Joe is not the smartest tool in the shed. I mean, listen, he's way richer than me. And I'm not jealous of that. Because, man, he's using roofies and shit. And if I have to go use roofies to get girls while I'm that rich, that's not the version of it I want. That's we don't condone any of this. I'm making that clear for anybody who wants to, like, clip this shit. I mean, if you... Go watch this clip and think that in me making fun of Fat Joe from rapping about having roofies and shit is because condoning it. I mean, go for it. I would think it's obvious, but then I would give myself a lecture about how nothing's obvious on the internet. Anyway, I did like when he goes, uh, where bitches selling more pussy than a chicken sandwich. Why? Because the chicken sandwiches is really hot and motherfuckers is dying over fucking sandwiches in the States. And pop and plan B is making babies vanish. And I thought, like, that was a kind of interesting line. So I did make fun of a whole bunch of shit. And maybe this is all meant to be, like, a commentary on the hood and the hood as roofies. But it didn't come off like that to me. Um, I, I just think that the last line where it's, like, women use plan B to kill off babies and whatever was, like, an interesting thing to bring up. But I don't know, man. And then people riding on their moms. Like, I don't know what he's trying to do with these verses. It feels like... So, again, keep in mind, right? This is this is things that he's been through. So, like, he's been through, you know, p women selling pussy and then popping Plan Bs. Probably he had to, like, so I yo, get, shorty, get a Plan B so now. I do feel like we are flipping back and forth between him reminiscing, such as when he was getting shot and with the Plan Bs, and the drugs seem to be a more central to today and now. You know, people say they dons, but they're not. Re but they really not the don. Is also one of the worst lyrics. It because sometimes when you do that shit, it sounds fucking cool. That didn't sound fucking cool. 
Well, I mean, I guess it's like supposed to be that wordplay, right? So it's like homies say they dons, but they really not the don. More like Nikki Barnes and yeah, but people ratting on their mom. What's what's the wordplay and people say they're the don, oh, but no, they not, not the play, don. Uh, like syllable play and all that. But it's really <laughs> whack. Syllable play is what I'm trying to say. It's not great. It, it's whack. Anyway, four point one five because Dre's pretty dope. The beat's all right. I gave it a four. Anyway. Let's talk about heaven and hell. I would say the second half of this beat is the most modern thing I've heard on this album. I hate this. This is the best song I've heard so far. This I is such this. a good song. I hate this. Nah, for real, I'm feeling it right off the jump. Man. I don't like the chorus. I feel like they're popping out with this power, you know, open no. up shop, work around the clock, first class services, lines down the block. Oof, I'm feeling that energy coming through. I am a sucker for the back and forth, you know? Yeah. A storm in glasses, my VIP friends got priority passes. I'm morally asked this question, what do you believe in, heaven or hell? And I think it's interesting that after framing the last two tracks with the kind of life they live, both the glamour and maybe some of the danger that comes with it, you know, just the idea of selling drugs and being in that situation where your VIP fiends got priority passes. That means that like the people that come through the most, you know, get, you know, like, that's the level of distribution you have, that you have tiers of the fiends that come off of your shit. And I was like, this is the freshest shit I heard. And then that, that beat, that old school sample shit, I'm like, it samples After Laughter by Wendy Ray rain Rene, i don't know and i was like this is just really good this is what these guys should be on the whole time in my opinion um and then you know they they come in with the verse uh where well, i guess the for the chorus thing at the beginning kind of feels like a verse and then drago's 12 rushing through a bus and ain't banging on shit i was in the studio too busy sampling your bitch i thought that was a no, great that's verse two What's verse one? Verse one. Oh is shit! Fat Joe. You're right. I skipped verse one. I thought I. Sorry I don't like verse that. one. It was I fucking like the, great. I like the back and forth. I do enjoy when rappers do it properly well, and they really on. sound nice. I just don't. This this is boring but, as fuck. But the like whole this first part. So back when Bobby balanced fucking bitches in his trailer, we throwing it back. And then uh, Dre's, yeah, I got the bitches begging, don't be cruel to me, player, because he's back then, you know, macking out. I had the fiends going, woo, that Ric Flair. I appreciated that. And then Hustlers, Hayes, and Heroin, Triple H around here. So that's a cool line for a, multi, a couple of reasons. First of all, Ric Flair and Triple H, wrestling bars. Uh, Hustlers, Hayes, and Heroin, alliteration bars. Triple H, whew, it's actually pretty good. Like, I thought that was pretty dope. We Fendi front and the fort that way. Again, more alliteration sounds fucking dope. That alliteration, that kind of compounding words like that, that's that shit from that DITC uh, era that I was kind of really feeling. So I feel like this just kind of, like they're trying a little harder here. Just DITC digging in the crates. Anyway, Christian Louis Vuitton's killing him. No, yeah, whatever. Bad vibes when we see you. And I take that you pussy and whatever. It's I'm not saying this is like the craziest shit in the world, but I like the fact that you got lines like Crown Heavier than Slick Rick Chains. Oh wait, they dropping names. I warned them. He was listening to Coca, them Weight Watchers. Now nah, I ain't talking about Oprah. And it just feels pretty cool. I just feel like it has this energy. And then the chorus comes in and then it does the flip it. The fucking flip up where it just gets like hard and it just kicks in with this crazy like I just wasn't expecting it. I had to go check. Did the song change? The song didn't change and it just fucking flowed. And then yeah, Dre comes through with the busting uh, sampling your bitch which I thought was just great because that's like a powerful move. Like oh you think she fly? I'm gonna go take her voice and make some money on that shit. 
uh, quit hit my line with all that rambling shit. He talking yay through all through the oh. wire. This ain't Conway, you bitch. And I thought that was a freaking great line because this was a whole scenario. Still, I like the bars, mm-hmm. the writing, because yay, as in Kanye or cocaine, all through the wire over the phone, bad news bears. This ain't Kanye playing up on that this is strictly for my peoples like tupac in this shit another great line like i'm resurrected in this which plays up again to tupac with the album resurrection and whatnot i'm fresh to death in this bitch she way impressed with this shit i'm well invested in this i just like the way you wrapped it all over that beat i just thought it was like a plus freshness plus it was like going so you had the, the first verse reflecting like the absolute old school with the old school sampley driven ass shit etc flipped up into the more modern freshness to be who they are today and i think this might be one of the most artistic and clever shits that we're gonna get on this album and i really liked it fat joe is all right he says stuff on the second thing <laughs> and it's all right it is just oh i mean whatever 4.5 on 5 this track is fire 3.7 on 5. I do like the second oh, half. what is this? I like the second half. Uh, I do like Dre's verse. I like how Dre's kind of breaking down the scenario of how the cops are busting in through the door, uh, knocking over shit. He was in the studio while this was all happening, and he was, like, with some other guy's girl. Like, I really enjoyed Dre's uh, imagery and depiction of things when he writes. It's really, like, descriptive, and it's really, really cool. Fat Joe did okay. It just doesn't sound like Fat Joe's got a lot more to say no more. It doesn't sound like he really gives up anymore. 3.7 on 5. All right. I think we can continue moving on through our journey, through our family ties journey. And, Chris, I'm going to put my hands on you. I listened to this song like five times in a row, and I came to the conclusion that it's an extremely well-made song I have virtually no interest in. Because, man, they just kept... I got to the end, and I'm like, did Fat Joe have a verse? And then I saw on Genius he did, and decided to listen to it again. And it's just like... Like, he says stuff, and I don't care. Like, I got free liquor, free liquor. I don't care. Gold bottles, we toast because we're richer. Fuck you. You know, spread some wealth to the poor people. This is shit. the song where they're going to treat the women nice if you follow along and do what they do. Bella Hadid, Habib, can't be, she's hot though, I'll give him that, can't be thicker, she's the baddest believe you me person, I'm one of the goats, you, you may have been, and then you just, you did a lot with your career where I would say you're not one of the goats, even if you got a Grammy nom, that doesn't mean shit in 2017, Fat Joe, um, three features on your track, or two feet, anyway, uh, I don't know. His whole rest of his verse is is fine. It's okay. I don't think that it's like bad. I don't think there's a whole lot I could make fun of. It's just kind of boring. Like good fella, when he speaks, they all listen. Set this roof on fire. Watch this motherfucker burn. Clever. Never heard that one before, Fat Joe. Last time with punch rhyme, but this time I brought the urn. To whom it's concerned. Anyway. Moving on, Jer- Jeremy, he's Jeremiah. he's here, and he sings, and he croons, and he does his thing, and, like, it, it's like he's got one of those voices I find that blends into all the other guys who sound like him, and it makes me really, ap- but it makes me appreciate him, because you know what, Ty just sounds better than all the other versions <laughs> of him. you almost went in, you're like, no, nah, Ty. <laughs> no, because this... 
Jeremiah's fine. I'm not an R&B guy. It really isn't my cup of tea. And so it's fine. Um, I know a lot of y'all want to fuck the shit that sounds like this. I want to fi- fuck the shit that sounds like punk music. So, like, we're just on different wavelengths on that front, you know? I want some, like, fucking Ice Cube or something playing when I'm doing my dirt. You know, I don't want no fucking lovey-dovey. It's just not really what gets me going. Bryson Taylor sounds generic but like he's all right like again these guys don't because oh, hold on like it's not my cup of tea so it just no, all no, sounds like a i'm just trying to picture like ice cube you could do it put your back into it i could do it boom you know just fucking smash that's i i know so or, like um like fuck anyway because i'm thinking like you know, take like no vaseline and try to go fuck your girl i was thinking more like <laughs> If you fucked up, turn your cups up. Okay. Ice cube and Okay. Okay. Anyway, okay I'll all I'm trying you. to say is there's you. a lot of crunk shit going on. I see you. Fucking I bugs. see you. All right. But I want that like, like that shit that you're bouncing like that. Like if you don't feel like you gotta move your arms then, while you're thrusting. Oh, boom, boom, boom. You know, like that. <laughs> that's what's up. That probably didn't translate well to the audio versions of this. That's fine. You should go check it out on youtube.com slash behind that suit. Um, Bryson Tiller does a nice job in the whole like R&B sing rappy. Yeah, I, there's nothing it. that got said in that verse that I thought was interesting. No, there is nothing. Then there's a chorus thing. Do you hey, think that Bryson Tiller means Range Rover with his double R? That's I don't shit? care, Chris. I do. I want somebody to run a Range Rover. everybody means Range Rover now because why would you go for a... Sh- no, Rolls Royce. Everybody meant Rolls Royce. Okay? You just say Range Rover when you mean Range Rover. You say double R when you're trying to floss. Look, the guy I work for it is a Rolls Royce every fucking day at work that shows up, okay? You're gonna roll up and call it a double R? You see that double R on the logo and you know why they say double R. Okay, when you look at the logo, yeah, that's what's up. Anyway, and then Dre does his singy crap. Um, I do like when he goes, I tell her less while you tell her theories. Because that's showing, again, he's got some wisdom in his shit. And I want to give Dre his credit. He sounds smart. Unlike whatever. Still generic a bit, but at least he's given some wisdom and shit. Don't run your mouth and get yourself in in troubles and shit. You can run your mouth on podcasts because it's the whole fucking point. But, like, you got to still be a little tactful with it. And then my actions speak like, hey, Siri. I thought that was clever. Playing up on how, you know, the, the, the modern world's going in. Thank goodness I don't have an Apple phone at the moment. It's still Dre minus Snoop Dogg. And I'm like, that's fucking clever, right? Because still the DRE has Snoop Dogg on it. It was written by Snoop Dogg. And then he does that. And I'm like, oh, shit. I kill a pussy. Murder was the case like Snoop Doggy. And I'm like, no shit. That is a good fucking series of bars showing off hip hop history in a clever way. Hats off to you, Dre, in the middle of this extremely boring fucking song. And then... You know, he, he kind of loses me again, so... <laughs> I'm fucking dying! And that would be it. This one is absolutely a fucking four, and I'll never listen to it again, because it has nothing in it for a guy like me. <sighs> what? Fuck. You like it? You enjoy it? I gave it a 4.5. Okay. <laughs> and I can't defend it, only because... I just sat here and watched you rip it apart. Well, you can defend it. You give it a 4.5. You have strong it, convictions it, it, of joy in your heart for it. So, 
I like the feel of the song. I like where it kind of took me a little bit when I was listening to it. Maybe I was like in my own little vibe, my own little mood. And I guess that's why I really kind of just at that moment was like, oh my God, this is so great. But I, I like I like it. I don't know why I, I plussed it on Spotify. I hearted it on Spotify. It's in my routine now. Like it's just, it's just nice to listen to that I don't have to focus. I don't have to really sit there and be like, oh, okay, he's saying this, and I really like that, and blah, blah, blah. It's like, I could just put it on, have a nice little R&B feel, nice little jazzy, smooth type of kind of going at it, and, and that's that's really it. But I ain't changing my grade. It's 4.5. That's what I wrote down. You have every right to like a song I think is shit. I still think this song is not good. Um, I do think Dre gives it some redeeming qualities. Either way, I don't think these guys are going to call me their day ones. I'll give it to you. This is this is where I went. All right, these are old people trying to be young. Mm-hmm. Why the fuck is Fat Joe calling anybody a day one? Like, that's just my whole thing. He can say what he wants. He can do what he wants. He got money. He's powerful. Fine. Fuck you. Well, but it's because why are you using the term day ones? That's not that's like so far from what I want to hear you say and try to imply Granted, I understand. I, I heard Dre say it a lot. I don't know that I heard Fat Joe say it. Oh, he did. He said, you was my day one. I mean, the May one. Loyal tattered on your arm, but you ain't one. My point is, you could have made a better song for the, you can't trust nobody, not even your best friends. Not even the ones who say they've been with you. There has been a fuck ton of music that has come out in 2019 that has done this exact topic way better. I don't know. I I don't know. I like the outro of this because I did give this song a 4.2. I did like the outro, the way that uh, Big Bang DTE uh, kind of breaks down this mentality of like uh, being a snitch and like you're trying to live up to this like gangster life. And if you snitch, that all gets taken away because you no longer are like really by the code. And it's just it, it kind of was, like, was the greatest part of this song. Actually, that is the reason the song gets a 4.15 for me because it was really interesting to me, like really interesting how they were to like lay down that code shit in that way and kind of point out that it's really bad for your legacy. Like you, you, you shouldn't just go be a gangster and then, you know, rap like all of that was so then I asked you this question, right? Like, just side question. Um, what about the people who, like, rap, who snitch on themselves in their own music? Does that fall into that category, too? Well, I would say like that... Like, snitching is snitching, no matter what happens. If you're past the statute of limitations on your crime, go fucking balls to the walls on that shit, because you're not really snitching no more. But if you start saying names about other people and circumstances that snitch out a situation, then how are you not a snitch? sense i mean that's just my thoughts what the fuck do i know i'm not a gangster like that um anyway i don't have much to say about this track honestly uh just because it was kind of boring to me overall i just i mean this this was cool so fat joe goes the irs is in my books accountant told me to chill percy caught a murder case guess who's foot in the bill pistol caught three attempts uh, guess who's footing the bill? Now homies get to question me like who's real. I was locked up. You was trapping my accounts. I like how he's kind of bringing up the fact of unless there's money involved, nobody's really going to be real with you. Like his accountant is telling him to chill because he pays his accountant 
any accountant wants to continue making money. So he's kind of like, yo, homie, my job is to make sure the IRS don't be catching you on what you're doing. His other homies, apparently he had to cover them and do this stuff. Now, I kind of like how, like, Fat Joe has this idea of, like, loyalty and, you know, you're my fams, you're my boy, you're my homie, I gotta look out for you and all this shit. Which is cool. I live I live by a lot of those, a lot of those type of morals and whatnot. Um, I like how he addresses, you know, you got the loyal tattoo on your arm, but you ain't really loyal and all this stuff. It's cool. But, like, it doesn't have this certain flair. It doesn't feel... He doesn't feel disconnected. He doesn't feel, like... No emotion in this. It's just, like... Fat Joe sounds like he's doing the same shit on 11 of, like, the 12 songs. There was one song where I thought he sounded different. But otherwise, he's coming in, like, I do my one flow. You know, for real, though, it's the same flow on Plato Oploma. It's the same flow that Chris was expecting because it's the same fucking flow regardless. Like, so I like what the I IRS is in my books account and told me to chill. Like, fuck off, man. I'm not saying it to be rude. It's just... This is meant to be, again, like, some kind of what? Like, reminiscent soft song. Right. I don't feel that Fat Joe is adapting here. I like when um, I like when Dre turned around and goes, uh, you, like, not the one you stood beside when I was, when it was war. I'm like, I tried to tell you, stay the fuck away from boy, aight? I hope you, I hope you stashed away some cash and royalties. Change is cool to cop. But more important is lawyer fees oh. stick to the rules, homie. That's how it goes because this business ain't and it ain't personal. So what's Dre doing? He's again giving intelligence, wisdom, and smarts using his experience through this life to educate some people via some generic sounding but while being cool bars because i can't hate that shit i respect it i think the way he sounds okay i could live without it i think the beat on his song does not really engage me but i feel like dre manages to make the song but like from the perspective of like i tried man but you didn't want to listen and there's some consequences so please people pay attention to this fat joe is like my accountant you know whatever you said about that like you know people girl that was untrustworthy people maybe weren't cool government's watching me where's the advice where's the you're a 49 year old man showing people what's up uh all about my cnn trying to say pure to rico that's fair i gotta i gotta give him credit he really does do some cool shit like that and i don't want to take away from like the actual fat joe I want to criticize the lack of bars like all up on CNN trying to say Puerto Rico. Where's that type of shit on the rest of this album, right? I've had a couple of it. It's not really there. Um, anyway, it's fine. And then it's fine. I'm giving this a 4.15. I don't have more to say. It's not the greatest track. I give it a 4.2. All right. The next track's called Yes or C. For the sake of brevity, I'm just going to say Fat Joe did the Fat Joe thing when he's fucking boring and I don't have a lot to say because honestly, there's fucking nothing in his verse that's like, in my opinion, worth wasting time on. He's just whatever. The chorus is also pretty trash. Ass up, face down. Yes. Ass up, face down. Ass up. Fuck out of here. At least make it fun. At least make it sexy. Like... This is Lean Back 2.0. Yeah, but Lean Back was a fly song. This beat is the same beat. Just Man, hyped up. Fair enough. I don't really know about that. I looked at both. I listened to both. I played them back to back. The anyway. moment it even started, it had the dun dun. I had the whole thing. Fine. This right. was just like... 
Either way, this samples Aguanil by Willie Colon and Hector Lavoie, and you just hear it throughout the whole the whole song, just playing through that sample. And my Fat Joe ruins this song again. The video, though, is pretty fun because you know, girls shaking asses is always an attractive Get thing. Get to watch Cardi. Well, I thought it was interesting that Fashion Nova sponsored the video and gave one of the girls a Fashion Nova booty shorts to shake her ass in making us all see that fashion nova supports hip-hop very clever whoever runs the community management at fashion nova they have a really loyal following and if your day job is like mine and social media and shit like that's important to you then you should follow fashion nova for their like good game like that terrible fucking shit in general because all of that mail order cheap clothing is not good for the planet and crap but anyway old navy's where i'm at old navy shit lasts forever Anyway, uh, Cardi comes in, and it's not that Cardi says anything truly profound. It's that Cardi has fucking delivery. A lot of people want to talk a lot of shit about Cardi B all the fucking time because whatever. Maybe she has ghostwriters. Maybe her lyrics are kind of on the more generic side of things. But, like, in the way that Tech 9 does the fast flows to a point where he can be generic with it because he is like the greatest at the fast flows and like the rest of us are trying to be Tech 9 anytime we drop a fast flow. Cardi has this swag in her pop lady delivery vocals where there's not many people who can probably deliver the amount of attitude in every bar that she gives and people really shortchange the delivery side of cardi b and you hear it in this track she manages to do something like take a song that fat joe has made me fall asleep on and bring some life into it where all of a sudden i see the potential and what this beat was i see it fat joe was like Bleh. and the video is like whatever i really um look Pornhub is a great site for when i need to watch some booty shaking on dicks this video did nothing for me that's all i'm trying to say um Pornhub is a Montreal-owned company, so we got to give some local love. <laughs> a dude who used to write their scripts. Me, I work with a guy who used to write their scripts. Anyway, um, uh, at the end of the day, her her verse is fine. I don't know. And then Spanish verse comes in, and it references Plato o Plomo, which I know is letter uh, silver. He, I've translated it cheaply on Google. I don't know if like it was completely accurate, but um, it's a generic Fat Joe verse just in Spanish. Literally says nothing profound. I like it because it's in Spanish, so it can say nothing, but I like it because I'm biased towards thinking Spanish sounds cool. Um, I I felt that this song overall does have like a decent energy, but like, man, it's like, this is something where if you said it sound modern and whatever, I'd agree. I could see how this comes in. But even then, the sample still feels like overused. It feels like every trick they're pulling is something I've absolutely heard somebody else pull. And that's what the staleness is, is that they're not understanding the trends per se and dropping innovations. They're getting a Cardi B sounding beat and getting Cardi B like everyone else did, including Maroon 5. You know, like that's why I'm like, eh, I don't know. So I guess another four. It's whatever. Give it a four on five because it literally just check boxes, checks off all the boxes to be a radio banger. That's really all it is. I don't really know why. I don't really care for Cardi personally, so I don't really know why she's Lugger there. Lugger delivery. Um, I like Annual AA. 
Um, he did well in terms of like flow delivery and all that stuff. And this is when Fat Joe started. I went, oh, so this is Lean Back 2.0. All right. So there was the Lean Back, the remix, and now this is just 2.0 of the remix and everything. Okay, cool. Next. I just don't really agree 100% on that because I listen to Lean Back a whole bunch and that song's pretty fire, but that's okay. Want to talk about Remy Ma? We can talk about Remy Ma. She wants her pussy eaten. It's the big splash. I feel like, again, we're in the realms of that, like, modern-esque sound, but, like, everybody sounds old on it, and that's okay. This one, it doesn't capture me any more than the last few. You got your little intro. That's fine. Then Dre comes in. I'm gonna give you a real talk. Had to cut a couple bitches out this year. I'm only trying to get paid. I made a resolution that 100 milli is the goal. If I don't hey. get it, then I'm motherfucking lost. Now, again, he's dropping some knowledge that I can respect in those bars because he's being like, yo, set your goals high. And honestly, don't compromise on it. You either hit the goal or you lost. And I try to live my life like that. So to see wisdom like that, again, I appreciate it. I like when he goes, do you look like the person, uh, do you look like that in person like you do up on the ground on vacay, girls trips, pictures in the sand? And I appreciate that because my dude consistently telling me about his Tinder experiences where like the girls is photoshopped to a point where they show up and they don't really look like how they look in Tinderland. And so I guess that's also grounded in reality and asking some valid I think questions. Like some like general knowledge you should just keep. Like if you're going to just online date, just assume nobody looks like what they look like online. That's the stupidest shit ever. I'm too old to believe that that's a real thing still, but like, that's the dumbest shit. I don't really? use filters. I don't give a fuck, man. I don't use filters. If people want to look all fake and shit and they want to come on and be like fake and shit, I'm going to tell them they look fake and shit. And if I don't get laid because of that, fine. That's why I have a girlfriend and I'm very grateful that I don't have to worry about that shit right now. Anyway, got a condo full of condoms and a California king. I thought that was a pretty great sound. Like just the roll of it, the way he did it. Condo full of condoms and a California king. It just sounds king. great. Um, the chorus is fine, but you know, I like when he goes, it's a marathon. Yeah. I'm living proof. You know, people sorry. Lapping these people in a game. It ain't a race. It's a marathon. Yeah. I'm living proof. Cause again, it's that general attitude and the way his life is, he's been around for so fucking long and he's still at it. I get where he's coming from. Shout out the marathon. I feel like ever since he dropped the marathon, yes, like that whole uh, concept, everybody's been like, it's also like I wrote that into a song myself you know it's a it's not it's not the whatever i can't remember the exact word but i basically ripped it off myself because it's like an seo concept it's a concept of all sorts of granular band brand building and like nipsey didn't nipsey popularized it in certain communities right now but i mean i've been hearing people say that shit like my entire working life um so yes it, it's a to me it's a general philosophy for like great long-term success as opposed to virality and whatnot anyway that's it and remy was fun but she kind of took that i'm a lady and you gonna fucking pleasure me tone and i love hearing it but that's about all i got from her verse you know i kind of like it eat the pussy don't talk learn to swim before you drown you gotta crawl for you walk huh? i'm gonna take a person downtown breathe in breathe out yeah then i'm gonna let it you oh i like that it. i like that nelly and ali song i had to go find it that's fine but breathe it's not in, it's not like out. like it's not like absolutely like next level it's just kind of it sounds nicer than what it, we heard before and i kind of I kind of would rather listen to Remy Ma tell me to eat her pussy than hearing Fat Joe talk about other shit. But, like, it kind of feels, at this moment now, even when I was doing this review at my house, 
kind of feels like y'all are just rich and expecting us to to like like what you're saying because that's what it used to be that is what a lot of their shit came in that is what they did in the era when they all fucking rose up now it's just a bad look because most of us aren't rich and it's a lot harder to get rich than ever before um anyway so then fat joe comes through he's got pillows in his rolls doing coastals we might do the malfi everybody knows uh knows raps young Gotti. i'm like wait a second let's talk about Gotti. so yeah Gotti won though the dad who um basically went ahead and brought the entire secrecy of the mafia to mainstream light through his love of paparazzi media attention and glamorizing the mob for the sake of whatever which many in the see i actually got really into watching interviews of ex-mafiosa because all these ex-mafiosas guys yeah, who are okay. out of jail dropping do, well, they just do media runs where they talk to people about how all the mob bosses and shit are like little snitchy fuckfaces. Guys like John Gotti are perceived as snitches, not really respected. So <laughs> I just thought it was funny. And then I believe the son snitched, like, right? And, like, reduced the sentence uh, or whatnot. Or if not, then they're all, like, like John Gotti's son and John Gotti's bodyguard are publicly beefing on Facebook, like, 15 year olds snitching up a storm writing books like that it just shows how dated the bars are like Gotti is not really cool anymore if you're actually following what's up in current mafia trends and if you're not go look at the drama of ex-mafia guys doing interviews this shit is fire it's like an hour of yeah and these guys never even had to kill anybody you know that that whole image of where the the bob boss had to do a that's a lie they would just get us to do all the killings and what i'm, I'm thinking of sammy the bull right now but like like i can picture it though it's like so just, just to be like just the way though your voice yeah, and yeah. everything i, I can just like, see I'm, it i'm like, thinking of sammy the bull in particular and he's like man i killed this guy and i killed that guy and i killed this guy and i killed nonchalant that guy. like yeah, yeah no, just like flat out like, like cyborg i swear uh, i watched him give a list of like 10 minutes straight of people he killed but he already did his time yeah anyway so i'm like didn't you guys give the whole thing about snitching and then you brought in the snitchy snitch guys that you're comparing yourself to that's what fat joe just did here i've been waiting the whole review to bring that up <laughs> Um, God, this is so, so many hoes lost count on the bodies hit in jail. I was fucking on the CO. Then I respected him again. I'm yep. like, if I'm in jail, I want to fuck on the CO. Big, big red had her hunched on tiptoes. Pray to God she ain't pregnant. Came hard, blew, and took it up. Anyway, uh, I lost interest there. And then there's the chorus again, and then the song's done. And I gave it a 4.15 because there were some redeeming moments of interesting, but like most of this album is like, I'm done. I could not listen to this again, and I'd be happy. I gave this a 4.5 because I do like the song, the hype around it, the like everything together again kind of checks off the boxes of why this is hype. Picking it apart now, I'm kind of sitting here like, yeah, y'all just want us to respect you because you're rich. And it's really, like really it's not at all different at all than Plato Paloma or a lot of these other guys. Um, 
I like I don't want to hate on them because like I think that there are people that are probably doing very interesting things in their lives. It's just this style of music, this worship me because I'm better than you crap is boring. I do want to comment though. I like when Dre goes, wait, I just turned the color of my backyard blue, swimming in the ocean and a pool, lapping these in a game, it ain't a race, it's a marathon, yeah, I'm living proof. I like that course. I like how he's giving you that picture of like... I guess with the blue line, it's probably about Nipsey. Anyway, go on. Well, probably, but I also kind of took it about um, the ocean. Like, he's so rich that like now my backyard is just the, the, the ocean, so. Yeah, all things considered, it's fine. Um, I think the next song is basically the one most people care about on this album, and that's why they paid the money to get the features they did. Let's talk about Lord Above. Once upon a time, there was that song, and it would be like, Stop! It's the motherfucking remix! And then Eminem shows up, and you're like, Eminem and Mace and Fat Joe? This is such a twipsy twerp. And Eminem bodies the song. It was one of those flows, right? Anyway, um, and now Eminem and Fat Joe are finally reunited, along with Dre and Mary J. Blige. Like, when you when you read the list, it's like, wow. All right, no, I can't anymore. Why is Eminem here? I liked it. I didn't. That's fine. I thought it was pointless. I didn't think, I don't... I don't know why he addressed the Eminem, his whole beef with Mary J just because he's there. I was Not like, Mary J. That is a mistake for you to say. He talks about Mariah Carey and Nick Cannon, who is very different than Mary J. Blige. Yeah, that's, I don't know. I don't Nobody care. has beef with Mary J. Blige. Why. Do I they? Does anyone beef with Mary? Anyway, if Bonnie was here, she'd smack you. Um, I really like this though, because I feel like everybody stepped up for this track. I mean, you don't go on a song with Eminem and not step up your game. And uh, Mary J. Blige and Faith Evans fought. Okay, fine. According to uh, Royal Rumble. We cop new time pieces when these fools deny Jesus. Fine, that is a okay line. Hate is a sin, dog be real, I got my hands on the pump, which is a Cypress Hill line, you know, but... I mean, it's clever because it kind of keeps up the religion bars, but it was whatever. You on Twitter in your feels throwing subs, arguing with chicks. I pray for these people, some hands that I hustle with. And I like that because he kind of then keeps it going. I'm like, that's pretty well done. So you can go snitch and have all your little dramas. I'm going to pray for you, but these are the hands that work and do all the shit I got to do with. Right. Respectable, well done. His verse flows through, and I don't know. I think it's cool. He kind of goes from uh, the dinero from zero, so heaven sent immaculate blessings for Mary at Reminis. So he's kind of appreciating things going on, and even having Mary on this track, it kind of is nice that he shuts her out. Yep. You know, on days when we was broke, all we had was some common sense, and I thought that was dope because I believe he's shouting out Common, the rapper, back when he was Common Sense Once Upon a Time show and a more enlightened version of shit back then. I'm really enjoying how, like, in terms of being like the Lord above, they're paying homage to a lot of these legendary rappers that mm. we respect as well. Giving and, them that like Lord status. But I just think it's cool that he's like that, you know, in general. Again, just being fresh with it. He woke up in Paris cooking for Hove. <laughs> I get it, because people in Paris. Well, last night I had a nightmare. I was at oh. the stove. I woke then, up in Paris cooking for Hove. Which is cool, because it's like he's so afraid of going back to that last life, but instead he's making the music now. Right. Then he thanks the Lord for giving him this life. And even though, and I gone to music keeping us alive, and I'm like, wow, that's great. And then the awful fucking outcast thing that he does with that forever, ever 
ever, ever. It was not good. But it's cool that he shouts out fucking, um, what's it called, Miss Jackson. That was nice. Then Mary sounds beautiful. And then Fat Joe comes through. And he's all right. He's not the greatest. But let's be real. Told Montana and the G Chicky Poo in the Porsche is fantastic on a song with Eminem. I think that's just funny to me. The Frank Sinatra of the Spanish mobsters, we the Jimmy Cafe, ain't no need for operas, had the fiend scream, hallelujah, fucked him. Here's it, my issue. It's better than his other verses in terms of overall effort, and it sounds better to me. Here's my issue. We just got Dre, who kind of paid homage to some legendary rappers that we consider and respect and all that stuff. Very creative, very like rap history. It was cool. Fat Joe to me is kind of like I'm king shit. Yeah, he's been like that the whole album. But then you have, and and this is where I think I'm, I might be reaching on my own idea. But Eminem kind of felt like he like this we're was not just a Eminem yet. We're not there yet. We're still we're still. Over I have here nothing to say Fat about Joe. any of this. I'm just so trying then, to comment sh- as much sh- as I can sh- and give my sh- opinion. But you right. said you had nothing to say, then you have nothing to say. So his chicks from San Fran, but stay up my Bay Area is a clever line, actually, because the Bay Area is San Fran. But before anyone else, I think that's what Bay stands for, because I'm too old to use Bay. So what the fuck, Fat Joe? Um, But stay up my Bay Area. It's almost like Fat Joe. I don't think that men can just go up to my girlfriend and seduce her like that. I may be choosing a higher quality of woman than you do, Fat Joe. Uh... I'm just throwing it out there because, dog, you sound insecure like a motherfucker. Anyway, his verse is I, and then we get Eminem. This is uh, the last Eminem feature of 2019. Maybe there's more coming, but either way, he's sitting here reminiscing. Think I just got a light bulb. Something I'd like to mention. This is just on a side note. Okay, that was a little bit... I don't know if there's like extra puns or bars in there that I'm not missing, but that sounded like filler as far as Eminem goes. Word to the Terror Squad, Joe. This is all puns aside, though, and that was a great fucking line because Word to the Terror Squad for like Fat Joe's group. This is all puns aside, as in big pun. Oof. So respect like that. I know me and Mariah didn't end on a high note. Okay, him and Mariah didn't. But that other dude's whip, that pussy got him neutered, tried to tell them this chick's a nut job before he got his drills clipped. Almost got my caboose kicked. Fool, quit. You're going you not going to do shit. I let her chop off my balls before I lost to you, Nick. Here's the thing. Why do we care? I care. I've been waiting for somebody to do something outside of Nick Cannon in interviews for, like, years. For Why this? Years. Track? Why this album? Why this? Like, where... Nick Cannon has been talking shit. I'm not disputing that. I've been watching him talk shit for years. He threatened to kick his caboose. My issue is you had an album. You have your own things. You have your own. Why are you doing this on the Fat Joe album? Fat Joe and Dre album. Like what? Like, I, I don't know. I just, I don't know. I don't know. I'm not, I don't know. Go on. I'm just saying that of all the things to feel weird about on this album, that's the thing you feel the weirdest about? Because I feel like, you know what it is? You know what it is? And I think it's just like after kind of going through and really listening to Eminem and kind of getting off that bandwagon, I'm no longer impressed by how he says things and how he can get tricky and supersonic and all this shit. That's fair. It's like... 
what are you actually fucking saying? That was funny to me. I thought it was great, man, because he just kind of is also laying it down like, Nick, why are you still talking about me all the time? Imagine every time you turn on the news, Nick Cannon was talking about you. Nick Cannon talks about him a lot. I mean, I understand that, but didn't we get you use for me, win-win for you, lose for me? Like, we already got that on the ringer. We already got, like, his fucking, okay, we get yeah, it. Yeah, but now he's talking to him. Nick. Which Nick is just doing, whatever. I'm just fucking, I'm, whatever, go on. I mean, like, I don't really mind when Eminem wants to go in on somebody in particular. I think that Kamikaze had its issues in terms of being petty sounding because it, it felt like Eminem was just kind of insecure and whatever. This sounds like Eminem said, ah, fuck it. And I'm going to take a little dump on you. And he did. He just kind of put out flat out that Nate Cannon sounds like a wanky little bitch and moved on from there. Um, my balls are too big. I should be t talking pool because I got scratch. And that's a great line because pool balls. And then it's, that's what I, I like about pool. Eminem, man. He's just got great lyrics. I, I agree. So my like, pocket fall when I'm taking shots at you. Again, keeping up with the pool shit. Yeah. Fuck it. Let me drop the cue stick. I'm over the top like Cool Whip. Because Cool Whip is what you put on I, top of dessert. Yes. It all rhymes. It's fucking cool, dude. And I promise you today I fall off or lose it. I will stop and cut off the music. Opportunists want to kill shit every chance I got to do this. Fair enough. This time the target is Nick Cannon. And you know what? There are a lot of people happy that this is happening right now. You might not care. I was thrilled. I have seen all sorts of guys in their 30s on my Facebook talking about Nick Cannon got murked. Lots of old men are happy right now. I understand you young lads don't care about Nick young Cannon. Young lads. You're seven years younger than me. It's enough to call you a lad in this conversation, youngster. <laughs> I'm six years. You're, you're, nah, it's more like seven. Um, that's what it feels like. Maybe it's more like 12. Anyway, only cap that you pop is the top on the can of your pop. And you the man till I pop your top. You ain't jack in the box and I ain't talking to hamburger spot. This actually is pretty fucking great sounding. So let's go through it. So the only cap that you pop, as is not a gun, but it's like a soda pop like that. Uh, you the man till I pop your top so you feel all good till I finally come through and deflate you, Nick Cannon. Right. You ain't jack in a box who pops the fucking top off the shit yeah. of the things. And he's not talking about a hamburger spot. He's talking about popping your top off. Cracker with the barrel because Cracker Barrel makes cheese. Cheese goes on fucking hamburger. Arm to the teeth because it rhymes well and he's ready to go. Anderson Pack, yeah. I don't know if Anderson Pack has a song called Arm to the Teeth, to be completely honest with you, or anything, how he ties into it. That's fine. Because rest in peace to Afini, Anderson Pac, and her son Pac, and he just, he, he's basically saying Anderson Pack again. And he's saying Anderson Pac. It was amazing. He sent me the that freeze. plaque with the rhyme sheet. I haven't forgot. Flow 30 million in a month called Brewster's Millions. I'm like, Brewster's Millions is such a good movie. Oh. That's so, so awesome. Just to fill in the Anderson Pock line, Ander Eminem also shouts out Anderson Pock, who was previously w worked with M and Dr. Dre's Medicine Man and the unreleased song off of the bodied soundtrack. I bodied you, Anderson Pock, after he bodied Nick. That's cool now. Now that I get it, that's fucking cool. 
That's Thank cool. you. So below 30 million in a month called Brewster's Millions. If you have not seen Brewster's Millions, you are missing out. My favorite scene is when he buys the stamp and the guy thinks he lost and then he mails in the thing oh. with the stamp. Go watch Brewster's Millions and you'll get the fucking bar, okay? Is it old? Is it new? It is so old that it, Eminem is living up to his age in a way I can respect. Making some old man shit. Just hope I don't lose the feeling from soldier to civilian. Got everything I need, but I don't e even see myself in the future chilling. Only thing I don't have in the booth is ceiling. Just call me the ruthless villain. That's dope because it's toothless and shit. Oh, it's Richard Pryor. They telling me the sky's the limit, so I got my head in the clouds. Anyway, it's fucking cool. Then he shouts out Edmund and Charles. When his mom kicked him out of the house, they were the bomb. Then he sent me LL who dropped the bomb. Oh, it's just fucking cool. And he does the shout out shit, shows appreciation. Honestly, this is the best M verse I've heard of all the features that he's come out with, man. Best M feature. Fucking killed it. Merc Nick Cannon. I hope Nick Cannon gets his caboose kicked. This is really well made, and I give it a 4.5. 3.7. Well, Chris, we're going to drive. If we can just continue driving. Drive. I got bored again. <laughs> like I said, Ty Dolla Nine is the best of these guys as far as my reviewing experience I goes. I don't know. I like Jeremiah on this I track do not. more I think than Ty. Jeremiah sounds like I Ty Dolla Sign Light. Either way, it's like whatever, girl shit. Um... Fat Joe comes in, my pretty woman with the Himalayans and mega chains and boogers in them, and we be on the yachts that we don't post. I'm like, wait a second. He now was doing he's doing some some tricky some tricky shit there. Okay. It's slow, but if you were to speed that up, you're getting some old fat Joe. And then he goes, cause we did now if it was what I wanted, it would be like, cause we did it early, then the Philippines beat his Billy Jean gave it the bigger mommy gave it. That would be like what you expect from Fat Joe right. if you know what I want. Right. But if you slow it down, because we did Italy, then the Philippines beat it. Billy Jean gave her bigger D. Mommy Van Key, rock and roll like Molly Bank. I'm like, okay. Imagine that turned up and like the verse was three times as long. Right. That would be hype. Um, anyway, overall, I kind of appreciated his flow on this and it felt like reminiscent of back when he had talent. And I really appreciated that. Um, I do think you're a little old to be doing Molly and Viagra. But then again, maybe if I was rich in my late 40s, I'd do Molly and Viagra too. I can't tell you I wouldn't be. Um, Dre does his verse and it's all right. Um, it's more on the generic, I'm a fuck ladies. But I like that, you know, you got to be a writer though. My people real protective. You know, we don't hit so many bitches, turn a couple into exes. Oh, but I like, I like that from and Dre. It made me how feel he's... like you should use a condom. But I like how Dre is kind of addressing that you have to be you have to be kind of like a certain type of woman to be with him like you have to really be down for him and what he does and not saying like you gotta doesn't sound like he's asking you to change for him or whatnot or abide by rules or shit like that but it's like this is what i'm doing this is what's making our life what it is if you want to be part of it so every other run. fucking song i swear we could cut copy what you said into like 15 other reviews when we talk about generic pop rap and you say it every time because that's how generic it is jeremiah says nothing interesting and Let's he talk about dre though dre does oh dre yeah, we were just talking about dre in my opinion literally what i was just talking about yeah and i said that we were done i thought we were we were finished with him he sounds okay. fine and oh then no we move I, on. I, never mind go on go on because what else is there to say about a generic? I understood that fuck a girl the copy burst. paste was for no, Jeremiah. No, literally, it's what you just said. 
Yes, about the copy Dre. paste from what I'm saying. About Dre. I thought that was funny because you said it in like so many other reviews exactly the oh. same. That was my point. Generic. Uh, Jeremiah, I just want to feel what you feel, baby. You want to feel a dick inside of you? I just want to feel something real, baby. A real dick inside you? That's like uh, where I'm at with this song. I'm, I'm already done with it. Um, it's fine. I'm, I'm looking at the lyrics. He's going to be your genie and grant your wishes. Like, I haven't heard that from a whole lot of other generic fuckers. Like, everything about this is first-class boring. And I'm sad because I was actually kind of enthused with the last song. It's so well-made boring. Four on five. Four on five. Let's talk about how the Martian shows up. That's right. Wheezy himself. Pull in. This is a weird fucking song that I like and don't like at the exact same time. But uh, it's it's in the higher end of this album. Like, if there were three songs to listen to, in my opinion, off the jump, it would be Heaven and Hell, the one with Eminem, and this one. Um, this one where just the, the it starts off strong. And the way it flows in from the last song, it's yeah. all vibing. And then it's pulling out garages, broads, and credit cards, dodging all charges, clout, chases, and frauds. We are not the same. I am a Martian, Marvshin, bitches like, hey, let's get it on. And I'm like, What? And then literally, let's get it on, starts playing. Coca! You're like, shut up, fat Joe. And then we keep going. Uh, Joe Crack been slipping the Fed since the 80s. I mean, I suppose. I guess he's had some issues. Moving out, white boy. Yeah, that Slim Shady. Really? Okay, fine. Uh, that's I fine. Because it's like moving that white boy. You yeah. know? Yeah, that Slim Shady, white boy. Okay, fine. Pushing at D like Terry Flannery. Uncle Drew with the rock that couldn't handle me. You people buying Dapper Dan at the Gucci store. I was in Harlan dripping Dap serving Pookie Raw. Okay, fine. It's cool. He does his thing. And it sounds harder and it sounds a little better. It does than a lot of his other I'm performances. So out. But like he doesn't really add a lot to it. Yeah. Uh Dre's cool. He's still bumping Mike Jack Thriller. Put on that gang on the man in the mirror. That's cool because Michael Jackson does those albums. And it's fine. I like how he also shows up. Um I, I kind of like the part where he says people coming out of jail and then the feds are ghostwriting their life, kind of implying that these people are just kind of snitching out and having other people get in the signed papers, false confessions and crap. That was still kind of cool because it felt a little real. He fucks models and rolls with mobsters and cooks up beats like that doctor straight out of Compton, the one that I mistook him for at the start of this. Um, anyway. So I like the fact that he does compare himself to Dr. Dre. And let's be real. It's a pretty good beat. It's just weird. And then you're listening to it. And the first time I listened to it, I was only on the track list. So I just heard this voice come through. And I'm like, is that Wayne? And then it was Wayne. I'm with several incredible bitches that's ready to do what I'm telling them to do. And that includes even beheading you. And I like how Lil Wayne empowers women to commit murder. And I say that sincerely. Having bad bitches that are actually bad enough to take you out uh, is cooler than just whatever. It's it's very, it's actually cool to me. Um, I never knew how much you never knew of what you never knew is a terrible line, but fine. We know he makes his shit up on the spot. Sometimes they hit, sometimes they miss. I'm from the jungle, not the petting zoo. And you look edible. Silence around the clock because I'm trying to hold the noise. And I'm like, man, you sound way harder than Fat Joe. You can hear a pin drop without hearing the bowling balls. And the truth is hard to swallow, but not from my hoe at all. Because his semen that comes out of his dick is the fucking truth. 
All right, that's what we just learned from Lil Wayne. Anyway, I liked it more than the other ones. It's short, sweet. Uh, Wayne actually got in the music video and shit. There's more girls with asses and stuff. And it looks like a bunch of old guys trying to recreate the younger years and then Wayne making the song sound good. Well, let's just say the old guys part is for Fat Joe and the other two are all right. 4.35. Yeah, I don't... Uh, it's literally that. This came on and I was like, this sounds like everything from all I do is win to I'm a hundred million dollars to welcome to my hood to anything that I grew up with. This is basically what it brought me back to. Uh, I do appreciate like Wayne still kicking and keeping it up the way he does. Like that's really dope. Um, but I'll be honest, like Wayne is fire. At this point, I'm kind of just like we need, we need. I'm, I'm over this. Yeah, the album is not that great. I'm, I'm over this. However, Wayne's verse was good. Don't Absolutely. shit on Wayne. No, I'm not shitting on Wayne at all. I'm not shitting what on Wayne at all. What did you give this I song? Do in, huh? What did a you? Four on five. Awesome. It's four on five. It's a good track. It's, I just. It sounds like. Sorry if I'm enthusiastic at this point. No one's enthusiastic except for the fans. All right, it's deep. How much I'm not into this album. <clears throat> The music video is trash. It's a garbage music video. I like the music video it's a lot trash. more than I like the song. Fat Joe is trying to be all theatrical and his girl cheats on him. So he walks in and he kills them. And, and blah, 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 So blah, blah, let's be clear. The acting, the acting and everything is probably not the greatest. Therefore, it's trash. But I like this they have concept sex with of underwear on. I like this How do you have sex with underwear on? Like that. Nobody had fucks like that. They're starting. She took off her bra. No, they were like, she was riding she, him. No, 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 no. She was like up and downing no. him. No, she then, wasn't. I'm telling you. Who? Who? Fat Joe or the other dude? Other dude when Fat Joe walked in. No! She was going up and down and shit. And then Fat oh, Joe yeah, walks in. Oh, yeah, no, yes, yes, yes. She, took off, Joe, she took off her bra for Fat Joe. You're right. You're right. All I'm saying is ladies here, like that everyone's wearing underwear. And I get that this is what you do in the movies. But it just kills the vibe, man. Well, Everybody... they're starting. Fuck out of here. You know, she just brought him home. She's like caressing him and sitting on top of him, trying to get him on the mood. Fat and then when he's Joe. ready, he's going to be like, yeah. No. They were supposed to be simulating the sex, but it's cheap movie shit. And Fat Joe can't actually be fucking these women in a music video. So... It's I not. like the music video, and the way I kind of looked at it was Fat Joe is expressing his paranoia and fear of what he deals with in his head or in his nightmares and dreams and a bunch of shit uh, with maybe the women he interacts with, the, his girlfriend, his wife, I don't know, whatever. Um, and I liked it. I just liked, I guess, the uh, creative artisticness from it. It's not the greatest fucking thing, to be clear. It's, like, really choppy and, like, everyone just seems so, like, okay, say your line now. Say your line now. Okay. Like, there's no natural feeling to it. It doesn't really whatever, but I, I like what I, I guess I, I enjoy what he's trying to present. Listen, his wife, he caught his wife with his best friend. That's it. That's the song. And then he kills his best friend. Or doesn't. I don't know. I, I turned it off halfway through. I no longer cared. I watched the video and went, all right, now I know. I apologize. You know, as a reviewer, I should. But I did not 
give a shit. I listen to a bunch of music from him. Joe goes, I took this bitch to the Malfi Coast, back to Mexico, packed her bags like Vamanos. Used to play the jacks, used to serve some drinks. Now she drew a brony with the Persian mink. So he took the poor chick out the hood. Um, I do I do want to point out that he kind of talks about her being like courtside at one point um, in the second verse. He's like, I had you at them height games and the seats, man. You'd be like, well, you could trip a referee, babe. I'm like, ma, you got to chill. Pick that back up the floor, bitch. Act like you've been here before. And again, it sounds like Fat Joe is not an effective partner. Like, coach the lady before you get there about how to behave appropriately. Don't just bring a girl from the hood into rich life and expect her to understand. Like, come on, dude. You sound terrible as a person. You sound like, like, I don't mean it like that. Because, honestly, you listen to Remy Ma talk about Fat Joe on State of the Culture, and he sounds like a really awesome guy doing a lot of amazing things as right. a human. The guy he's presenting on this album sounds not great to me. I digress. It's just another fine verse. I do think Fat Joe's performance is pretty good uh, comparative to the other songs that we've been listening to. So we, it feels like he tries a little harder. The chorus is nice for him. It has a good like flow to it. I still think Ty Dolla signed us the best chorus on the album from the singing side. I'm giving this a 4.15. I get what you're saying, but... Eh, it's all right. This is at least there was like a narrative to it, and you get the sense that Fat Joe trusted this good girl that he brought out the hood from desperate circumstances, who maybe failed to uh, adhere to his harsh rules of "fuck me and you get money." As he starts off this album with "Forgive me, I am a person from the hood." This is what I have the mentality of. Chris, this is why how- are you looking for depth in a Fat Joe album? I'm just saying. I anyway all I'm trying to say is the song is fine uh, that's it I don't have more to say like this is not it there's like three songs on this album I think are actually kind of good kind of good like I I say that like I don't really see myself re-listening to them I just kind of feel they have some vibe to them or something to it like I would still listen to all the way up like all the way up is one of those banger ass fucking songs that gets stuck in your head and you can't help but really like it and there was nothing like that on this album right like nothing um the eminem feature is cool because it was cool if you were into watching him disseminate nick cannon like i was or apparently chris found it annoying and i guess i get that too like this album is a 4.17 uh to me it is possibly the lowest album grade i've given in like six months because this is one of the least impressive albums i've listened to this entire year as far as a reviewer in concern is done and maybe that's on me uh maybe we should have just done triple extentations album or maybe we should have done somebody else i want to talk about sarface but i'm waiting for the lyrics to come up because i don't really have a lot of time to transcribe them all for myself this weekend and that would have been a lot more fun because that album was hilarious so if you really want a good album check out the Sarface album like crack me up it's got some fun themes and great production and wow that's how little i care about this album is that i'm already promoting another album in place of talking about my overall feelings like seriously this fat joe fat joe dre album just feels like two has-beens trying to get some actual cash in which is sad to say because dre had some impressive moments on this project and the production is extremely well made but the shit didn't represent anything it didn't stand for anything it was vapid and airy in an era where 21 year olds are making much better vapid and airy music so i guess that's where i'm at with it check out sarface's album album got a 4.07 on five um 
I don't really know what to say about it because I left this project going, thank God it's over. Um, it's okay. It's what it is. If you like Fat Joe, you'll like it. If you like Dre, you'll like it. If you like everything from 2005 to about 2010, and I'm only using those times because of like my experiences and when I was listening to these people, then yeah, you'll probably like this project. If you like anything before or after those years, you may not enjoy it. That's all I have to say. I don't think anybody that watches this channel is probably going to enjoy it. And I think we effectively pissed off all the Fat Joe and Dre fans <laughs> that do like it. So Let I, us know in the comments down below. Honestly, I'm curious to know how you feel. I try to just be honest with it. So hopefully I'll find it a little funny or something. But all respect to the fact, though, that these men are still at it and that they put in the time. Because I do think Fat Joe, back in his earlier work, is truly divine. Like like the Don Cartagena era and crap like that. But that's not where we're at today. And it's not really cool to glorify a bunch of shitty mobsters. That's all I'm saying. We're past that point in life. And I guess, um, I guess I just kind of hoped to see a little bit better out of it. Anyway, let us know what you think in the comments as we do. You're definitely going to hear the shh noise of Chris's computer getting all spinny here, which hopefully wasn't too prominent in this episode. Um, we appreciate you. Like I said, if you do leave that comment, I'll make an effort to answer you. You can hit that like button if you liked the video. You can hit that subscribe button for more content. Before we leave, special thanks to the patrons. It's Milga Damsey, Chris Prado, Jonathan Barnes, DJ Black Hurricane, Linda Williams, Coney Sparks, and Scribble. That's right. There's a whole new name. And you could also be another whole new name in joining us there. Because there's things we want to buy that are expensive, like lighting. That's about 150 Canadian dollars to get like a decent starter set. I want to get some cool sound isolation foam panels. That's about another, I don't know, 250 bucks of, out of whatever. And then uh, there's the materials to stick it. And then, you know, we want to get rid of this table and get some a nicer looking setup. Maybe some more dude, comfier chows. I'm just trying to explain <laughs> what's going on. And in exchange, you can tell us what album you want to see us review uh now would be cool and then we'll do that for you we do appreciate it guys and we Honestly, totally thank make you music so as well and you can check that out on this channel and other places don't you want to see it looking nicer that's all i'm trying to say we make music you can check that out hold us to fan roy the alternative grind and it's on spotify and everything else so you can check that out let me you know what you chris think chrome. he's on track three uh somebody wrote the comment damn chris chrome can spit in case you want to see if that's true it's called hurricane i'm working on my album anyway, it's coming thank y'all for watching live long and prosper everyone